0: What's going on everybody what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the practical preacher podcast and i am your host none other than lavar b thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for joining us Um, for another episode. We're excited because tonight we have a very interesting topic. Um, It is a topic that is near and dear to me, something that I'm very passionate about, something I'm very passionate about, and kind of have a lot to say about this particular topic. Um, And tonight's topic, what we're talking about is toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. That's what we're talking about on tonight when boys become broken men. That's what we're dealing with on tonight. Toxic masculinity, talking about when boys become broken men. So that's what we want to deal with um, in this episode of the Practical Preacher podcast. And someone may be wondering, well, what does that mean? What, 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 what do you mean when you say toxic masculinity? A lot of times, If if I was to pose the question, and many people have already posed this question about what makes a man a man, you know, what what is masculinity? What if if you were to ask, you know, everyone has a different opinion, whether you ask a man and you ask a woman, you ask, you ask anybody, they're they're gonna everyone has their opinion or their thought of what makes a man a man. And many times some of these opinions, these thoughts are sometimes what they personally feel, what they personally believe, what they're particularly looking for. Um, That's what some of it is. And some of it is, let's be honest, a lot of it comes from what they have been taught in the past, what they've been taught of what makes a man. Um, So so everyone has these ideas. And while I admit there are some some ideas or some opinions or some thoughts that people have that are true, that are part of a manhood. But a lot of stuff that is said sometimes. is very so heavily opinionated, opinionated that sometimes some of these things that people say what makes a man a man or what they're looking for out of a man are actually some things that are toxic. They are things that sometimes will cause a boy that's going into manhood, will cause a boy, cause a man to be broken, to become broken. And, and this starts, I believe, at an early age. It starts at an early age. I just want to jump right into it and get right into it. When I say it starts at an early age, when you think about kids, for example, I'm going to give you this example. When you think about little kids and you think about when you're raising a girl compared to when you're raising a boy. And I even heard an athlete, um, a professional athlete say this about um, he has twins. And he was saying that, you know, he has twins. One is a girl, one is a boy. And he was saying that he even find himself, when you think about it, that they handle the kids differently. And not saying that there is not going to be some difference between a little boy and a little girl, but let's look at it on the basis of both of them are small. They are little kids. They are toddlers or or even be before the point of them getting to the point where they walk. Think about this. How many times have you heard? Let's say we take those two kids. Both of them say they fall down. The little girl falls down. Maybe they're trying to walk, trying to take their first few steps or whatever, or they just started kind of learning how to walk and they both fall That little girl falls and that little boy falls they both fall And uh w- what is the reaction of the parent or what is the reaction of the per- people around them it is very uh, is it is very normal for the first instinct is to immediately go over and pick up this little girl and, and console her and, and show compassion and show love and, and check to make sure she's okay to make sure she's all right You know that that's that's normal. We see that that's the normal first reaction. But a lot of times when it comes to the little boy, the little boy does not get that same type of response. Now, he's falling just like the little girl and he's hurt himself just like the little girl did. And maybe he's crying just like the little girl is may have even hurt himself more. It there's this culture, there's this thing that we don't get the same response when it comes to the little boy. Normally, what we do, we run over to the little boy, and or or we don't run over to him quickly. We tell him, "I'll oh, get up, man. Get up. You okay? You okay? You know, shake it off. No, don't cry. You know, we we tell him to shake it off. Don't cry. You okay? You all right? And and, and the, the thing of it is, you know, people mindset in doing that, they feel, well, I do that because I want him to be tough. I, I don't want him to be weak. I don't want him to grow up to be a punk. I want him to be tough. I want him to be a man. Well, what you're missing is in that moment, he's not a man. He's a child. He's a baby. Uh, In that moment, um, he needs the same thing that the little girl needs. He needs compassion. He needs concern. He needs love. He needs to be consoled. He needs to be checked as well to make sure that he isn't hurt. You know, this is something that we found that we see that carries on. You know, let admit it. I bet if you if you were to look back, even maybe over your personal life, some men can attest to this, that we've had it done to us and we've done it to others because it's it's a learned cycle. Now, while I understand that you want that, that little boy to grow up to be a strong man, sometimes um, our definition of a strong man. Um, how we classify a strong man, how we label a strong man. um, Sometimes we misteach it. You know, we're teaching it in a toxic way. We teach it in a way that teaches that when that boy grows up, he becomes a broken man because he's wounded from what we've put in him and what we've instilled in him from a child, from a little boy, you know, because when you think about it uh, in its essence, and and let me throw this disclaimer out there, I'm not trying to, you know, Everything, Some things I'm going to say tonight and some examples that I'm going to give in this episode, it may sound as if I'm trying to make excuses for the wrong that some men do. And no, that's, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not trying to excuse wrong. I'm just trying to give um, some understanding um, to certain behaviors of a man. Certain characteristics of a man, certain things that maybe there's a man in your life that he do some things that irk you that, um, and this going out to the ladies, maybe there's a particular man, whether it's a father, a brother, uh, uh you know, uh, a son or there, you know, a husband, a boyfriend, something that, that we can do that irk you, but you don't understand that some of those things have been rooted in us from childhood, from a boy. There have been some toxic things that have been poured into us and, and, Some of these things that was poured into us, I'll be perfectly honest, everyone didn't know that they were toxic. It's not that some people uh, purposely meant to be malicious because some things that are taught are taught because, well, the ones that came before me taught it to me. You know, it has been a repeated cycle. No one wants to take time to really investigate what it is they're teaching and the effects of what they're teaching, the effects of what they're instilling into that young boy. Because when you think about that, let's just go back on that example of when a boy falls down and hurt himself compared to if a girl falls down and hurt herself. And, and you know, we always say, I don't want him to be no punk. Uh, I, you know, shake it off. You're not hurt. In essence, what we're doing, what we're teaching at a young age, we're teaching that young boy to lie and to ignore his own pain and problems. This is why sometimes you have men that grow up and when I say they become a broken man because they've been taught early on to lie about their own pain and hurt and problems, to to dismiss them. You know, if I'm hurt, I should be able to express that I'm hurt. I should be able to express that I'm in pain, This is why you have so many men um, that, you know, women say, well, why I have to fight with him to go to the doctor? Why I have to fight with him to go to counseling? Because we've been taught early on that we mask our hurt. We mask our feelings, that we don't share our feelings because somehow it makes us less than a man. It makes us weak. We're not strong if we open up our mouth and say, I'm hurting. If we open up our mouth and say, I have a problem, I'm going through something, I need help here with this. Uh, there, 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 there's so much. And now you struggle with this man as a grown man. And now he he don't want to go to the doctor. You know, That's why a lot of times because we dismiss so much stuff, you know, because as we go on and as we get older, what happens is, Even in life, as we get older, when we find ourselves hurting or something happens to us, we say, oh, it's just a minor thing. Oh, there's no need for me to go to the doctor. That's just minor. I take some pain medication. It'll go away. If I ignore it long enough, it'll go away. This is why why some men have suffered so long. And then by the time they do go to the doctor, the doctor say, I wish you had came to me earlier came to me sooner. You've been dealing with this and it's gotten worse. It's gotten out of control because we have this, we take on this mindset. If I just ignore it, if I just dismiss it, it'll go away. And 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 that's so toxic. So early on, when we teach our young boys to always shake it off, always shake it off, just shake it off. You're not hurt. No, what we have to teach them is a more healthy way to say, say, yes, I am hurt. I need some help, but now I'm not going to, I, now I'm not going to have the same response or expect all of the same things that the girl would get, that the young girl would get, my sister, my cousin, whoever it is. I don't expect all that, but I at least expect some compassion. I at least expect for someone to check on me. I at least expect for someone to help me with my hurt. Mm-hmm. See, when we dismiss little boys, when we dismiss little boys of getting help, what happens is that little boy grows up and become a broken man and dismisses getting help. Why do you want me to go to a counselor? Why do you want me to talk to somebody? This is the argument with a lot of men and a lot of women. You you want to go to counsel? Why? You want me to sit down and tell somebody else my business, to share To share my feelings, My my, uh, my emotional thoughts, to share my heart? I don't do that. Because I see that as a sign of weakness because it has been taught to me as a child. You know, we're taught to bottle up our feelings. To bottle up our feelings. You know, we, we keep everything, we play everything close to the chest. We internalize everything. And see, let me tell you this. when we When we bottle up our feelings, when we internalize everything, that is very toxic and is very unhealthy mentally, physically. And that's the thing. What, what people don't understand is that when we suffer mentally, it, mental illness can also cause physical illness. When we suffering spiritually, all these things can cause other things to go on in the body. When we stressed out, because we, we stressed out, you can get stress kills. Stress can make you sick unto death. And a lot of times people are so stressed out and men are so stressed out because we try to internalize everything because we're taught early on that I don't sit down and and, and express these things. That it's a sign of weakness. You're less than a man if you sit up and talk about your feelings. You know. And what we have to what we have to teach is that you're not less than a man to talk about your feelings. There's just a certain way that men address and talk about our feelings. We get help. It's okay to get help. Don't internalize everything. Don't stress yourself out. Don't lose your mind over what you're going through and what you're dealing with. Get some help if you need help. There's this big thing of of people suffering in silence. Many men sit up and suffer in silence. Because they feel like I I can't talk to them, anyone about what I'm going through, what I'm dealing with. Mhm. Yeah, I can't talk to anybody. So so I just keep it to myself. So many men walking around depressed, broken, on the verge of giving up, on the verge of taking their life because they have this, this false mindset or this false education, this, this toxic education that you're not supposed to express yourself. You're not supposed to share your feelings. If you ignore it long enough, it'll go away. All those things are toxic because we're defining what a man is. A man, you know, and, and and the thing is, also, we always say I can remember always being taught, you know, a man's supposed to be tough. We are supposed to be tough, and we supposed to be rough. A lot of times, we are taught how to be tough physically, but that's the only area that we're told we have to be tough in. But we're not taught how to be how to be tough or, or, or strong. I, I want to use the word strong instead. No, we're not taught how to be mentally strong, how to be emotionally strong. Mm -hmm. only taught how to be physically strong. This is why you have a lot of physically strong men, but they're very fragile emotionally, very fragile spiritually, very fragile mentally. Why some of them, some of them, some of us are on the verge of a mental breakdown because we're only taught how to be strong and tough when it comes to physical. Because that's what makes a man. But we have to begin teaching, we have to teach young men, teach boys, that the part of being strong and tough as a man goes way beyond just the physical toughness. That there's a mental side to a mental toughness, an emotional toughness, a spiritual toughness, you know, there's strength, a financial strength. These These are all things that go hand in hand. And one way to become strong in these areas is by learning, by asking for help when you need help by understanding and realizing when something is too much for you and when you must get help. Many times we won't ask for help until we have no choice. I know some women have dealt with have have dealt with men sometimes it's driving and get lost. You say stop and ask for directions. I'm not going to stop and ask nobody for directions. I'll figure it out. Because somehow we think because of what we've been taught what's been instilled in us that it makes us less than a man to go to another man or evil woman to go to somebody else and say look i'm lost can you help me find my destination and this is why even in church salvation is so hard for men to accept because now you want me to go to another man a preacher a pastor or maybe even woman, if the woman is passing church, you want me to yield and you want me to make myself vulnerable and say that, look, I need help. I'm messed up. I, I, I can't figure the right direction to go. My life is in shambles. My life is a mess and I need God to fix it. Men struggle in that area because we're taught early on to bottle up our feelings, to internalize it. To ignore it and it'll go away. To shake the pain off. It's so sad that as men, when we feel less than a man to say I'm hurting. To say I'm broken. To say that I'm I'm dealing with something that's greater than me. I'm dealing with something that I cannot solve. We try so hard to always fix everything. Because we're taught as a man, that's what a man does. We, we fix with a fixer. We solve the problem. But what do we do when, the, when we have a problem, when we face a problem that we can't solve? What do we do? Hmm. This is why sometimes men, as men, we go through life and we end up creating a bigger problem than what it was starting out. Because we won't get the help. We won't ask anyone for help because we feel ashamed to ask for help. So then what we do is we try to figure out our own. We keep on trying, keep on trying and make it worse. I even to give one of my own personal examples. Um, There was a time I remember one time, you know, in, in my own personal life, um, the garage door had messed up at my house. The garage door messed up and I took it upon myself. I said, you know what, I'm going to fix it. Do i know anything about fixing garage doors no i don't but as a man because we're taught that there's just certain things a man does you know i have to be tough i have to be strong i have to be a a problem solver so the problem is the garage door is broken so and it's my responsibility as a man to fix this so watch this so then i begin to try to fix it but i don't know how to fix it i've never been trained in it you know this was first house with my first garage You know, I I don't know. Okay, this thing came off track. One of the guy wires and broke all all this stuff. So I begin to try to fix the problem. I look at it and I I believe that I I can fix it. But because I'm not properly trained in it, what happens is instead of fixing it, I make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I was done with it, it, it wasn't messed up a little bit. It was messed up a lot, you know, and I find myself I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because I'm trying to fix it and it's not working, but I constantly I, I constantly say it's my responsibility to fix this. I should be able to do this. But what I didn't realize, what, even though what I realized, but I, I didn't want to admit it, is that this thing was too hard for me to do on my own. That That I was out of my league in this area. This was not one of my areas of expertise. So, I tore the garage door up more. I made it worse. I made the job bigger than what it should have been because I would not ask for help. Because I have a mindset as a man, we don't ask for help. We're the ones that people come to when they need help. We're the problem solvers. See, toxic. That is toxic. So now I have this broken man syndrome, this broken behavior. But eventually it gets to the point. It gets to the point that I say, you know what? I had to realize this job is too big for me. I can't fix it. I'm making it worse the more I try. And then I'm going to end up hurting myself more trying to fix it. I'm going to end up making it worse. So I finally give up. Or I felt like giving up. I said give up, but it wasn't really giving up. I finally decided, you know what? It's time to call in a professional. It's time to contact someone that this is what they do for a living. They are trained in this. They have the tools to do it. They have the material to do it. They can look at it and know exactly what what needs to be done. They won't be in a situation like me standing there trying to figure it out. So then what I found myself, when I called this person, the garage people, they come out and they fixed it they fixed it like it was nothing because they were properly trained in this they were prepared for this and i wasn't prepared for it but because of toxic stuff put into me as a child because the cuz even since society, society teach toxic things about what a man is i find myself making my situation harder making it worse put more on me than i can bear mhm but they fixed it like it was nothing And then I had to tell myself that it didn't make me less than a man to ask for help. It didn't make me less than a man to call somebody that this is their expertise. Because as a man, watch this, as a man, I'm still solving the problem just because it's not my hands that are directly fixing the garage. I still took time to find someone that's trained in this, someone that can fix the job, and I paid them. And now the garage is fixed. But see, far too too many times in life, a lot of men, I say broken men, they're broken because they have this mentality from a child and from what society teaches us as a man of you know toxic masculinity, they they, they find themselves unwilling to ask for help. Because we feel we feel ashamed. Why feel ashamed? ask for help get help don't suffer in silence i can guarantee you right now nine times out of ten and this is to any women that will hear this if you have a man in your life right now and you wonder Why he won't get counseling? Why so hard for him to go to the doctor? Why so hard for him to ask for help? Because there's this false thing about masculinity, about manhood, about being a man that we've been taught early on. uh, uh, Solve that. That is some sign of weakness to ask for help. This is why so many men suffer in silence. See, women, a lot of times, and you have some women, that I'm not saying that some women don't suffer from this, but you will find typically that it's easier for a woman to ask for help than it is for a man to ask for help. It's easier for a woman, a woman to say, yeah, I got to go get counseling. I, I got to go to the doctor. I got to do blah, blah, blah. I got to go to the dentist. But a man, if I ignore it long enough, either I'm going to figure it out or I'm going to ignore it and it's going to go away. Toxic. And it all stems from early on with the example that I gave about the about the kids, about the babies, about the difference when a girl falls and hurt herself and a boy falls and hurt himself. Get so tired of him. Shake it off. If he's hurt and he's a baby or even if he's not a baby, if he's older, if he's hurt, why should he shake it off? No, let him get some help. Let him get some healing. There's so many broken men right now that need healing. But they won't get healing because they think it makes them less than a man to get help, to get healing. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Watch this. Something else when I, that I think about. And like I said, once again, I'm not making excuses for I'm not making excuses for bad behavior, men bad behavior. But I'm trying to give some understanding, some insight to some toxic things that have been put in us as boys that causes us to grow up and become broken men. Men with issues, with problems. Early on. And this and this is even I'm going to be honest. This is even coming from some things that have been taught even in the church. You know, you have a young man that's taught this. Watch this. A young man will be taught about sex. Yeah, he, he he'll be taught about sex, about how to have sex with a woman, but he won't be taught about how to really take care of that woman. I can remember early on, and even in church, they will they will society how it used to be how how things would be. They will will almost kind of like congratulate a man, congratulate a boy, almost encourage him. In that area of sex, but then teach the girl, no, you got to be wholesome, you got to hold yourself, you got to keep yourself. Don't you be out there like that. And especially in the church, you know, it's frowned upon. Girl gets pregnant in the church, she's the one, she's the one that's on front street, she's the one that oh now you can't sing the choir, you can't do this, you can't do that. But but the young man that got her pregnant, the young man that got her pregnant, uh still playing playing an instrument, still participating in everything that he was a part of. Still going on like he's not part of it. And that's a toxic behavior because watch this, watch this, uh, you're not gonna believe this, but watch this. When we teach that type of mindset to young boys, to young men, because because he has taught to them that they somehow less than a man, part of becoming a man is that, oh, you, have, you still a virgin, what? How? What? Re- really? It's toxic to make a young boy feel less than, to make him feel worthless, or to make him feel like he's ashamed because he say, I want to wait to marriage. But then we instill in the girls that you wait because good girls wait. Okay, well then what you're teaching a young boy is you teaching him that he's less than a man. He's He should be ashamed and that you're ashamed of him. If he doesn't hold himself, but then he overhears the conversation of you telling the girls, well, good girls, wait, good girls. So now what you teach him is if if he doesn't want to be made fun of, if he doesn't want to be feel ashamed or feel less than a man, then he has to not wait. But since good girls wait, then apparently what he needs to do is he needs to go find him a bad girl. hmm somebody ain't gonna gonna admit to this somebody don't want to see it this way he has to go find a bad girl so if he finds a bad girl this is who he's so you know we all say well boys are gonna be boys men are gonna be men you know he's sowing his wild oats as they say all these different toxic sayings that have been said over the years and some of the stuff is still being said so why he out sowing his his oats or, or or just being a boy Why he doing these things You know, while we're doing these things, we're made to believe that we do these things with bad girls, but then we find a good girl to marry. Hmm. So what sense does that make? If 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 I in the beginning, I have sex with bad girls, but then I only marry a good girl then what does that say about me? How does that shape me into becoming a healthy man? How does that shape me into having a healthy relationship with a woman? A healthy, godly relationship because watch this. What happens is now that young man has spent so much time out trying to prove that he's a man trying to prove that he's not a punk trying, trying to prove all these things. And he's spending all this time to what's labeled as bad girls but then told I marry a good girl, a good girl. So what happens is he finds himself spending all this time with bad girls that then he either he either end up having kids. With the bad girl and because she's been labeled as a bad girl, because this also has been taught to him. Now he finds himself saying I'm connected with somebody that I can't marry. I'm connected with somebody that I really don't want to be with. I, 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 I like I like the sex part. But see, I've been told that that's a bad girl because they didn't wait. I've been told that this is the one that I marry. But now I have an appetite and a taste for the ones that you say are bad girls. The ones that you that you say I shouldn't. But now that's where my appetite is. That's where my connection is. So then you have this you have this now is this young man, he's going into manhood trying to raise a child. That he wasn't properly taught how to take care of a woman, how to take care of a child. He was only taught about, you know, just make, make sure you look like a man. Toxic things was put into him. So now he finds himself being absent, either absent in that child's life or trying to be part of that child's life. But then he feels, okay, now I'm ready to settle down. Now I'm ready to be right. Now I'm ready to do what I should be doing because I've had my time to play. Now I need to find a wife. So now I need to find a good girl. Then he get with the good girl. And because he hasn't been taught. He hasn't been taught how to really take care of a woman because he hasn't been taught about dealing with emotions, dealing with feelings. We haven't been taught about how to be mentally strong, how to be physically, I mean, be emotionally strong, how to be spiritually strong. We are just taught how to be physically strong. We just taught all these miss you know, these these unhealthy things or these toxic things about manhood, then what happens is he get with the good girl and now he mistreats her. He abuses her because, and I'm not talking about physically. He, he, he doesn't do the things that she needs because watch this, because his appetite is for the bad girl. That's who he spent so much time with that he spent. Now he finds himself not loving the good girl. The only thing he finds himself doing is doing the things that he's learned with the so-called bad girl. He doesn't make love to her. He 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 has sex with her like as if she's the bad girl. Why? Because that's all he knows. Because toxic things have been put into him. And watch this. And we find this. We find a lot of this goes on in the church. These things are even even taught because you have other people, church going men, that say, "Well, that's what I was taught. Don't be no punk. Don't be no wimp. You know, you got to be a man." manhood is so much more than sex manhood is so much more than just having a child because watch this watch this a lot of time women struggle you all struggle with saying this man that i'm with my boyfriend or husband this man i'm with he 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 loves me well he say he loves me um but you know he he's he, i'm still missing some things that i want him to do why he can't sit down and have a conversation with me why he can't connect uh, with me on on an emotional level Why he can't connect with me Further or he feels that That if he just pay the bills if he just Provide that that that's Enough because Many times as young men As young boys we are taught that one Of the biggest thing about a man is that We are a provider And while that is a part Of manhood that is part of Being a man being a provider there's More to it than just being a provider this is why so many arguments happen between a man and a woman and because a man feel like, what more do you want? I'm providing. I pay. the. I go to work every day. I pay the bills. There's a roof over our head. We have water. We have lights on. We have all these things. I'm doing all those things. That's how what you mean. I, I need to tell you I love you. What you mean? I need to show you I love you. Then you cut that light switch on. Then you see his lights in here. Then uh, you come into a house. Do that not show you that I love you? Uh, 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 didn't I give you some money to, to have this done? Do that not show that I love? I'm a as good as a provider as I am, and now you still complaining. Now, now I feel that you don't appreciate me because sometimes, as as young boys, we're not taught. Some of us weren't taught that being a provider it, that is that it goes more than just that. Yes, that's just. One of the aspects of a man. Because we have to be able to provide more than just more than just the physical things. We have to be able to provide safety, a sense, a sense of safety, not just physical, because see, we're only taught a lot of times how to be strong physically. But we're not taught that. Yes. As when it comes to a woman having a wife, we're not taught that we have to uh, early on that we have to protect Not just physically, but we have to protect emotionally. We have to protect our women, you know, spiritually, cover them spiritually, protect them emotionally, mentally. So we don't understand that. What you mean I have to sit down and have a conversation with you? I'm not connecting with you on an emotional level. What is that? Because I've been taught early on to suppress my own emotions. So watch this. If I have to suppress my own emotions, if I've been taught early on not to talk about when I'm hurting, not to talk about when I'm going through, not to ask for help, because all those things are less than a man. If I made ashamed of my own emotions, then guess what? Not only do I suppress my emotions and bottle them up, then what I also do is I ignore everyone else's emotions. This is why sometimes as fathers go on, they don't understand as their daughters get older and begin to deal with different things and deal with different emotions and different things. Fathers can't handle it. Like what? Oh, what? I, have, I need to talk softer. I need to I need to be more compassionate. What you mean? I need to be more compassionate. I thought I was. Because it's only so long that we can bottle up our own feelings Bottle up our own pain, you know, dismiss our own trauma. It's only so much we can do of that until we become numb to it all. This is why sometimes as men, we don't understand when when our wife or, you know, when a woman is emotionally broken. Because, see, we're broken ourselves. But we've dismissed it. We don't understand it or see it as brokenness. We just see it as I'm being a man. I'm manning up. I got to be tough. Men don't cry. You know, another saying that said men don't cry. Yeah. What you crying for? Men don't cry. And and this is a very toxic thing to teach boys. Now, I will say we we cry we may not cry and respond in the same typical way that a woman is but we shouldn't be ashamed of tears because tears are cleansing there are some times that we're going to cry but see this is what we need to teach as at teach young boys when it come to come to being a man it's not that a man don't cry a man may cry but what it is is you don't quit you know. Just like think about in the Bible, when David and his men came back to Ziglag, they came back home and saw that everything was burnt. Saw that their women and children were gone. Their flock were gone. They had lost everything. These men were hurt. I come back and I see that I've lost everything. My wife's gone. My children gone. My flock gone. I have nothing. The Bible said that they cried until they couldn't cry anymore. They Can you imagine? They cried until they didn't have any tears. But David, David cries too, because he was, he was hurt. And then his own men start turning against him. They, they like, look, we got to find somebody to blame because hurting people hurt people. But what David did, David's like, okay, I ain't cried, but guess what? Let me get up from here and go to God. Because I understand that this situation is out of my hands. It's out of my control. It's too hard for me to deal with. I'm angry. I'm upset. But see, but what I need to do, I need to get direction from God. I need to get permission from God. I want to go after these people. But let me check in. Let me let me see. I'm not going to I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to just stay here forever and cry. I've cried. I had my time of crying. I'm not going to stay here forever and cry. But now that I'm getting up, let me go to God and see what God say about my request. And God tells him, pursue. Yes, you can pursue. And you will recover all. So we need to teach that it's not that you bottle up and that you don't cry. Cry, but don't quit. Cry, but don't give up. Cry, but don't spend the rest of your life crying. Cry, but get help about what you're crying about. that's, that's, That's how you deal with that. Because I'm sorry, when pain comes, when hurt comes, you're going to feel something. It's very bad when you when you get to a place where you're dead to emotions, you're dead to feelings. Just can't grieve, can't nothing because I feel ashamed. And I felt ashamed so long that I've dismissed it and I've locked it away so long that I don't even recognize what it looks like. And what happens is they begin to manifest itself in different ways, because watch this. Something else, something else that's so toxic and make make turn boys into turn make boys become broken men is that a lot of times, you know, most times men as men, we deal or address a lot of things in our life. Our first, our first I say response to a lot of things is anger. Our response a lot of time is anger. And a lot of times it's not that we're angry. It's not that we're so mad. You know, when I say, oh, you mad all the time, you upset all the time. It's not that we're angry and we're upset all the time that we are mad. What the problem is, is because we haven't been properly taught how to ad- really address and to recognize our feelings, because we've dismissed them for so long. We've taught, we've been taught to bottle it up. We've been taught to not express it, to shake it off. Don't ask for help. All these things that now we have an unhealthy response to every situation. That we think, okay, anger. That somehow we think anger shows strength. And seeing, and we have this mindset that as a man, I always have to to appear strong. I always have to appear tough. I always have to appear rugged. So in order for me to appear strong, to come across as being rough, to come across as being a man, the most manly thing I can do is be angry, to get upset, to raise my voice, to want to fight. You know, so we address so many things with aggression. See, we're taught this a lot of times we're taught the strength of a man, the physical strength about being a man, but we're not taught, um, we're not taught the mental aspect of it. We're not taught how to handle situations. We're we're not taught how to use wisdom, how to get knowledge, how to get understanding, and then how to use wisdom, how to take the knowledge that we that we have when we get information to get an understanding of that information, and then Rightfully understand and learn how to use that information. How to apply it to our situation. See, a man, a man, we have to know that there's a time, there's a time to show great strength, physical strength. And there's a time to lay back and show great mental strength, that there's a time to speak and that there's a time to listen. There's a time to do and there's a time to stand still. There's a time to ask for help. There's a time to rest. And there's a time to work. But a lot of these things are not instilled in us as boys. Men grow up broken. Man to work himself to death because he taught he taught in a toxic way, meaning you're supposed to work, 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 work. Yeah, you work, but you also have to have a time to rest. You have to have a time to build yourself back up. You have to have a time to see to your mental wellness, your physical wellness. Not just say, I just shake it off and keep it moving. I keep I I keep going. This is why boys become broken men. Because we're mistaught, misinformed about what really makes a man. That there are some basic things about men, but a lot of things about a man also deals with our circumstance, our situation that we're in, the things that we have to address. Teach them, teach us that we're taught toxic things. And now we live in a society. I mean, after after the pandemic happened, after the pandemic hit, I think that opened the eyes to a lot of people. And it opened the eyes to us as men that we understood, like, look, the whole world is dealing with something that it has no power over, no control over. We need to get help. We need to ask for help. People are depressed. We're on lockdown. People are dying but because things that are put in us as boys, we struggle to get help. We struggle to ask for help. And and, and and it's so tripped out that how, a lot of times we're so quick to give help because we're taught that as men, you're the problem solver. You're the one that people come to for help. So we're so quick to give help, to solve a problem, to fix something that's broken, but because of the toxic things that are taught to us, We're so unwilling to get help when we're broken, to try to seek being fixed when we're broken, to ask for help. We can give it. But we refuse to get it. Toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. I remember with everything that was going on, I felt compelled. Um, You know, I you know, it just came upon me to reach out to some men that have made impacts in my life as as a young boy, as a child growing up into manhood. There are some men that I was blessed to have in my life that made a difference in my life that, you know, times when my father wasn't necessarily there and then my father even died, you know, before I became an adult. So, you know, there was a void that, you know, so I thank God for men that were there and that stepped up. That you know did the best they can. Now I'm not saying some some advice I got was good and some advice I got was bad, but I I still appreciate the men that stepped up and said I'm gonna do whatever I can do to help get you to the next level, to make sure you don't slip through the cracks, to make sure that you don't die in these streets, to make sure that you don't turn to gang life. Mm-hmm. And and so I felt I felt compelled to reach out to some of these men to reach out where I actually reach out to all of them and to express to them what they meant to me and how I appreciate the things that they did for me over my life. And what's amazing is that although I felt compelled to do this and I did it and I'm so glad that I did it uh, because there was one uh, particular person that unfortunately they died in the midst of COVID and I'm so glad that because of what they meant to me, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to let down my guard and at least express to them what they meant to me. And, and to thank them for everything they had done done for me. And, and in order to do that, I'm not going to lie, it was tough for me as a man because I had to become vulnerable. I had to allow for myself to be a little emotional, to, to really speak from the heart um and 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 it's so it's 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 messed up that it was so difficult for me to do that it's messed up that I I struggle to say some of the words that that I struggle to reach out to these people and it's and it's so it's so messed up that not only could you tell that it was a little awkward for me I can tell that it was a little awkward for them it's messed up. It's awkward for me to express it and it's awkward for them to hear it, to receive it. Not saying that they don't appreciate it because I know they appreciate it and I know that they feel felt the same way. The love that I have for them, I know they had that love for me. Not saying that it's not there, but it's, it's very difficult as a man for us to express our true emotion, or to express our true level of love for someone, especially another man. It, it, it's it's hard. It's messed up that it was hard for me and it's messed up that I can even tell that they were uncomfortable. So I had to pull back a little bit, you know, and, and it's very sad that that's why men be broken. That's why that's how boys become broken men, because this toxic stuff that's put into us as boys to say, don't express yourself that way. Some women want to know why it's so hard for for this, this man to express, to say he loved me, to use those words. I can remember being in a place in my life where I had dealt with some things and was very broken and hurt in some areas and in that area. And I got to a place where I was like, you know, I was like, I'm not using that word anymore. I was like, the only person I'm saying I love you to is my mama. I was, I was there some years ago. I was like, I'm not using that word with anybody. I'm not telling anybody I love them but my mama. Because that's the only person that I feel safe enough and secure enough to use that word around. That's the only person that I don't feel ashamed to use that with. This is years ago, this is before, this was before kids and everything. And it's sad. i was in that space in that place because what should have been done if i had a, a healthy way of teaching a man is no get to the root of what's really going on with you address the issues that you have address those feelings that you feel address that hurt that you're dealing with and then get healing from the hurt get healing from the pain because just refusing to use the word you know, because this as men, and what we do, we say, you know what, I'm just never going to put myself in that position to be hurt like that again. And some women do it, too. But, you know, as a man, I'm never going to let allow myself to be vulnerable enough to be in that space again, because, see, I don't want to deal with this. I have to suppress this and I have to push this down. I have to act like it don't exist. I have to shake it off. I got to man up. I got to be tough. So then you get to this you get to this crazy place. And then you frustrate those around you because they say it and you won't say it. And in the truth, to be perfectly honest, it don't take a man a long time to know if he loves someone, especially in a romantic relationship. It don't take us a long time. It takes us longer to say it than it does for us to to realize it. That's just a little drop in somebody's bucket for you. Just 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 a little. Some for you. But it's a shame that because of some things that was in some toxic things that was instilled in us, that we get to a place where. You know, I I, I find it. I find it strange to use that word. I'm uncomfortable to use that word. I feel like less than a man. I feel weak to use that word. A lot of men, if you ask them, they feel weak to use that, that word, that term. Especially when it comes to another man, you know, fathers and sons find it difficult to say, dad, I love you, son, I love you. You know, we find it difficult. You know, we now we, we, we say stuff around it like, yeah, you know, love you, love. You know, we got to abbreviate all of it because I can't I can't allow myself to, you know, I want to look or sound like no punk, no weak man. I have to be strong. Actually, it takes strength. What we didn't realize, it takes strength to express to properly express your love and your emotions. You know, and some men, I've heard from some men regarding that, that say, you know, they they say that unfortunately maybe they, they were mishandled by someone. They expressed that Either their emotions with someone, love with someone, they expressed it, and they were ridiculed for. They it. It was made fun of. It was taken advantage of. Now it puts them in a place. Now they back to dealing with stuff with anger. So because I feel like don't nobody care, I feel like I made made a made fun of. I'm I made to feel like I'm less than a man. Then guess what? Now how I respond? I respond with anger. And now I push that off and I ignore it. When a man, as a man, when we have to ignore our own emotions, our own love, then eventually what happens is it causes us to dismiss everyone else's. How can I have compassion for for a woman if I don't know how to have compassion for myself? Hmm? How can I understand the emotions of a woman when I'm told to ignore the emotions of my own? Hmm? These are some things that men struggle with, toxic masculinity. Something else that men struggle with when it comes to toxic masculinity. We always taught, you know, this thing about don't be no punk. You know, so many uh, uh, men are so ready to fight because we somehow we taught that that's what makes a man be ready to fight, know how to use your hands, do this, do that, and and when you and when you teach a young boy. That physical violence, that fighting is always the first way to respond, that it's the first way and the best way to handle every situation. You set that you set him up for failure. You set him up for a life of trouble, of turmoil. You set him up to either end up in jail or end up in the grave. I was watching a video the other day that someone put on social media and it was this young man, this, these two young boys. I don't know, you know, what happened, what transpired, but somehow they was in some type of mall and it, uh, argument broke out between this young boy and a grown man. And, and you can see that some words were being exchanged, but the grown man walked away. He began to walk away. But what the young man did is he began to follow him. He began to follow him. Follow him all around the mall follow him up the escalator all this stuff he follow him you're like this man has walked away he's diffusing the situation look whatever happened he's walked away y'all let some words just let it be that it's done with because this man is walking away but now these two young boys decide to follow him they follow him they follow him they still exchanging words he turns his back to him they still just 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 poking at him just egging you know just trying to get a response from him You know, acting as if, you know, they ready to fight. Well, at least one of them was ready to fight. He's going to, he's responding with anger. The only way that he knows how to probably. But eventually got to a point where they kind of seemed like got him in a corner. The the, the adult man, the grown man had had enough. He turns around. I don't know what other word is said. The young boy, I guess, goes for him as if he's about to attack him and this grown man wore this young man out i'm talking about i'm talking about he beat this boy so bad he beat this boy and you can see the frustration in him as a man because he he probably thinking like look i tried to defuse it i tried to walk away but see this young man also he could see in, in his mind probably what he is taught is no you less than a man because you walking away And and because I'm more of a man, I got to show that I'm more of a man, then I'm going to become physically violent with you. I'm not going to let this thing go. I'm not going to walk away and I'm not going to allow you to walk away. It's not going to be resolved until it turns into a fight. But what he didn't know, he didn't expect for that grown man to turn around and beat him the way he beat him. But see, what boys have to be taught is that part of manhood is knowing that sometimes it is better to walk away. Not saying that you don't defend yourself. You know, I was talking, you know, somebody as long as not put their hands on. you. Now, somebody put their hands on you. You have to protect yourself. Somebody put their hands on, you know, you're trying to protect your wife, your kids, you know, somebody in that regard. But sometimes when word, even though words hurt, when people say words, sometimes just walk away. That it takes more strength to walk away. It takes more strength to forgive somebody that haven't even given an apology than it does to fight many times because it's easy to fight. It's easy to respond in anger. That that part, that part is easy. Whether you think you're going to win or lose, whatever the case, it is easy to to respond with aggression. But what's hard. What really show manhood, what really show maturity, what really what really show how strong you are is to look at the situation and say, you know what? I'm man enough to walk away. I deescalate this. So many, so many young boys and grown men find themselves in prison or in the grave because They wouldn't walk away because they were so busy trying to be a man, so busy trying to prove to themselves that they are a man, so busy trying to prove to others that they are a man. Because, see, a man understands as a grown man, understand that, look, especially when you're married and you have kids, we know when it comes to that, then my life is not just my my life to do what I want with it. I have responsibilities. I have obligations. I know. That if I get heated and I just respond with aggression, if I just be so quick to fight, if I don't stop and think about things, if I act in a foolish way, guess what? It affects my family. It affects my wife. It affects my children. Because them, if I lose my life over this or if I go to jail over this, guess what? It hurts them more than just financially because now they are lost their covering. They've lost their protection. They've lost their example. They've lost their strength of the house. They've lost their positive example. So we need to start teaching. We need to start teaching boys that masculinity is more than just being physically tough. Being a man takes more than just using your muscles. You have to use your brain. You have to use your heart. You have to use your common sense. You have to use resources that are available to you. And if you don't have so, look for resources. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Don't try to solve everything. Ask for help. Get help. Don't suffer in silence. You're not weak for saying... I can't do this on my own. You're not weak for saying I need to rest. Hmm. You know, we have to act for help. Let me rerun on the comments. Let's see. Or say it's like the hope. The secret is he's always the hope angry, but he had master being David Bannon. That's a, that's a great example. You know, Uh, My wife talks about, you know, she knows I love the Hulk Uh, as as far as, you know, the Hulk and and Marvel. I love the Hulk. I've been watching it way back to the days of when um, Luke Farino, I think I'm saying it, I probably slotted his name. Please forgive me. But when, when he played the Hulk, the thing is, we think that as strong as the Hulk is, you know, oh he can't be stopped as strong as he is. Who's stronger? The Hulk or David Banner? Actually, David Banner is stronger. Because he he had to understand, like she said, and he said it in a movie one time too, you know, in the newer stuff dealing with the Hulk. said the secret is said the Hulk is always angry. Always angry, always mad, always, you know, the Hulk is always there. But he had to master being David Banner. He had to master when do I properly apply this anger? When do I properly use this aggression? He had to master how to remain calm in stressful situations. And as a man, we have to learn how to master being calm in stressful situations. Mm-hmm. He had to learn, watch this, knowing that he had to him, he had to learn how not to be easily provoked. Mm hmm. Bottom line, right. He had to learn how to control his anger. This is something that's part of manhood. Learning how to because we're going to be angry, but we have to learn how to control our anger. We have to learn how not to be easily provoked. We have to learn how not to let someone just, you know, as they say, push our buttons or our triggers. It takes more strength to do that. It takes more strength to to use control, to master control and control in a healthy way. Because watch this. Some men say, well, I am. I am controlling because I've suppressed my feelings. I've suppressed when I'm hurt. I don't talk about it. I bottle up. That's not controlling it. And we say uh, we say we suppress It's not really even completely it. That's not controlling it. That's just trying to ignore it. That's trying to act as if it doesn't exist. But what happens is it's building up inside. It's becoming greater. Is it's, it, it gets to a point where it becomes out of control. And now you don't know what to do with it. And then it spills out into something and it turns into something that you do not recognize. You know, that's what happens a lot of times. So we have to. So what can we do? Because I'm going to do some more some more um, segments kind of based on this topic. Uh, Some more episodes, because I want to know what can we do as a society now to help make sure that we're not putting toxic things into the boys and making them turn into broken men how can we start teaching them you no know, as men we have a responsibility and an obligation to teach better once we know better as women women also have a responsibility to say look um let me get some help in this area let me make sure that i'm not putting some toxic into the young boy my son's You know, because I know everyone wants to say, you know, "I I just don't want him to grow up to be a weak man. Well, what's your definition of weak? What is weak? What's your definition of weak when you say, I just don't want him to be a weak man? Well, what's a strong man? Are there any examples in his life of what's a strong man? What classifies him as being weak? Some of us spend so much time as men. We spend so much trying, time trying to focus on not being weak that we overlook so many other things. We miss out on so many other things because, look, as a man, I've just told that I'm supposed to be strong, physically strong. I'm supposed to be a provider, you know. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to be a protector. I'm so am so long as I'm being a protector, I'm being a provider, I'm being physically strong, I'm doing all these things, you know, wh- what else am I supposed to be doing? Why are you still complaining as a woman? Because we're not taught the other pieces that go with it. And we're not taught how to be strong in a healthy way. How to be a provider in a healthy way. How to protect in a healthy way. We grew up to be broken men. And and, and stay a broken man because we've made to feel ashamed to get help. I don't know. What what are some some thoughts? Because I really want some people to start chiming in and letting me know throughout this week. I want you all to email me your thoughts. I want you to email me your thoughts or or questions concerning this. I want you to email me at TPP, the number two, podcast at gmail.com. TPP2, which is the number two, podcast at gmail.com. I really want to hear from someone to let me know, what are your thoughts in in this? Are you a man that feel like you're suffering from some some toxic things that were taught to you as a child? Or do you find yourself maybe uh, misteaching some things to your sons, to other young men? Or maybe you're woman to say that I've done some of these things. Or, Or maybe you have questions of what can I do? You know, to change this. Or maybe you don't know. Maybe you have a question to say, you know, this is normally how I handle this certain situation. Is this toxic? Is this wrong? Because, you know, I just I don't want a baby baby. You know, I want to baby my boy. And then on the flip side. OK, there are some toxic things, too, because I know that there's another side of the coin, because I know there's somebody that might hear this and say, well, I'm just trying to make sure that um I don't make them, you know, I don't baby them and make them weak. You know, I do know that there have been some that have been baby that have been treated a certain way. And then so they grow, they grow up to become a man that feels like they should always have their way. And when they don't get their way um, um they they act in a way that's very unbecoming as a man uh i know some have a, ch- a childish mindset some have a dependency mindset Because they've been provided for so much that now they depend on mama or they depend on that person that they've always been leaning on. You know, I know that there are some situations like that, but see, this is the thing. Me and my wife talk about this a lot of times about how you know people go from one extreme to the next extreme, and that we have to find a balance. We can't go to an extreme of where we're just so rough with the little boy and just to you know be a man, be tough, be you know, do all these things. And and don't give them any love. Don't give them any any compassion. You know, teach them to shake everything off. You're not hurt. Get up off that ground. You know, that's one extreme. And then the other extreme is let me do that for you. Or let me put butt on your toes for you. Let let me do. You know where where you where you baby them so much, or where you where you um, hover over them and provide so much to them, and do and don't allow for them to. Um, to stand on their own feet in some regard or to do some things for themselves. You know, so that's the other extreme. So what we have to find out is where can we meet in the middle? How can, in a way, we still show our sons, our, the young boys, how can we still show them some love and some compassion and, and, and teach them properly how to deal with their emotions and how to properly ask for help if they need help without making them become totally dependent on someone else without making them seem like you know that that they can never stand up and take the lead so we have to find a way to say how do i balance this thing out because i don't want this young boy growing up to be heartless to always be angry to always use aggression to deal with everything to bottle up their emotions to never ask for help you know to never seek help. You know, I I don't want them to be broken in that regard. And then I don't want them at the same time never be willing to stand up, stand up and do anything for themselves. They don't want to work. They don't want to provide. They don't want to help anyone. All they want to do is just l- let somebody else just give, give, give to them. So we have to find a healthy way to say these are some things that make a man. Show them some healthy examples of men. If daddy ain't there, is there an uncle? Is there a cousin? You know, in my, in my case, is there a deacon in the church? Is there a pastor? Is there a good dude on the block in the neighborhood? Is there someone that you can find, connect them? Is there a teacher, someone that you can connect them to that can mentor them? That's what we have to start. Focusing on, because far too long, what we're dealing with now. Even when we look at the violence that's in the street of these young boys and these young men, you're dealing with young boys and men that are broken. That they're lacking something in their life. Somewhere there has been a disconnect that make them respond in a way where they turn to the streets. They turn to violence. Now, I admit there are some, there are some that's been given everything, but this go back to that extreme that I'm talking about, that everything was given to them, everything was done for them, maybe in a house with both parents, everything, love, all this stuff was given to them, and they still have made the choice to go the wrong way. But majority of the time you find that there is something lacking, there's a great void that needs to be filled with the proper things. So once again, email me at tpp2podcast at gmail.com because I want to hear if you have some thoughts about tonight's topic, uh, which is toxic masculinity, boys becoming broken men. If you have some thoughts about this, if you have some examples, if you even I want people to email me, even if you know some programs that's out there where they mentor young boys, where they mentor young boys. I want you to share that information with me because I want to begin to change the stigma. I want to begin to try to help as many as I can so that we don't have a society of all these broken men around these young boys, this toxic stuff that's going into them that make them become broken men and then turn around and do the same thing. Where it's a vicious cycle. You know what? Households are broken. Communities are broken. Because of the people that's in it. So email me once again, tpp to podcast at gmail.com. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode. Uh, once again, not only is this episode on Facebook Live, but also this episode, you can um look hear this episode on many of the podcast platforms let you know we are now available we are now available on Amazon Music Stitcher Radio Public Google Podcasts and Spotify so you can you can get this episode on many of those outlets once again we're now happy to say that we're now available on Amazon Music on Stitcher on Radio Public Google Podcasts and Spotify. All you got to do is go to those, um, go to those podcast platforms, put in the Practical Preacher, and you will see a list of the available episodes that you can go back and listen to. Please share. Let someone know. About these episodes because we are doing our best to try to help someone out there we want to deal with real issues why because not only are we a preacher but we believe that the Bible isn't just stories but it's a practical guide for everyday living it's time that we address the real issues and the things that the people are dealing with what people are going through and give them some real solutions it's time for us to have open conversations we can't overlook problems any longer we can't sweep it under the rug and act as if it doesn't exist. This is the time for everyone to stop suffering in silence and to get help, to ask for help, to get help, and to be a help. So, once again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Practical Preacher. Tonight's topic is very dear to my heart dealing and talking about toxic masculinity, about boys becoming broken men. We will be discussing this more and some other episodes and bringing out some other sides and some other topics that are um, also based around this. Uh, Thank you all once again for tuning in. Please continue to support The Practical Preacher. Please stay tuned for more episodes of The Practical Preacher. Once again, we are available on Amazon Music, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you have a topic that you would like for us to discuss or any questions or concerns to any of the other topics that we have discussed, feel free to reach out to us and email us at tpp2podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You all enjoy yourself from this point. Thank you once again for tuning in to The Practical Preacher. I'm your host, LaVar B. Young, and we'll catch you on the next episode. You all take care.